Hey, 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 can you hear me? Yes. Hello. Okay, okay. so I did something different for this one. Yeah, you sound better. I actually logged on my phone. Yeah, you sound better this time. So I don't know if that helps. Yeah. Yes. I mean, well, I'm going to see other... whether you break down as well, or whether yep. it's just. Well, I'm going to try to. Like I have, I have like an old laptop, so it could be. Yeah. It could be that because you're I'm definitely gonna... coming in clear. Well, I'm also going to try to stay away from where I think the microphone on this phone is. <laughs> um, so, okay. Uh, welcome to the B-Team Podcast. My name is John Macy. Tonight we are here to review the latest uh, Netflix film release, Tick, Tick, Boom, starring Andrew Garfield and directed by Lin-Manuel Miranda. I am joined tonight by Milos. Hello, hello, hello. Okay. So, uh just as a little bit of preamble for this film, I mean, this was something that I was aware of and generally curious about. Uh, and I do, I was a choir kid all four years of high school. I love musicals. Um, you know, so I was curious about it. Um, but it sort of, at least initially was going to fall into that really long, vortex i have of like stuff on netflix that i might get to at some point in the next six months um oh, yeah i had so much stuff to my list that i'm not you know i'm like half of that i'm not even sure i'm ever gonna see so yep and then you you would actually um and it was the fact that you came out after because we both watched this uh ended up watching this the weekend it was released um yes. and you came out and said that was freaking awesome and it was not the i mean we and we don't know each other that well uh obviously we've never been in the same room given the uh international nature of where you live and everything uh but for you to for you to respond to it that way given the other kind of stuff that we generally talk about on this show i was like okay if he likes this this much there's got to be something to this um (laughs) so uh well i'm gonna say it kind of hit me out of nowhere because i think i was vaguely aware of the movie but i didn't really know anything about it i had seen the trailer on youtube a couple months ago yeah but i don't watch trailers so it kind of went over my head and well miranda's doing this it's got to be worthwhile um and I was looking for something else, and this popped up, and I was like, hmm, what is this about? And you know I don't watch trailers, but I didn't really know anything about it. And I saw Andrew right. Garfield, which I'm, you know, I'm like, okay, it's Andrew Garfield. But then I saw it's Lynn Manuel, and I was like, whoa. Then I watched the trailer, yeah. and I was like, oh, yeah, I'm watching this. And because well, here- my uh, sisters are big fans of his, like, we just right. ended up watching it together. Well, here, I was here, blown away. Here's where I come in, right? So. Yeah. I'm generally familiar with a, with a lot of Broadway stuff. I mean, Corey lived on Long on Long Island for years and years and years. I mean, she was basically raised there, and would regularly go in go into New York City to see stuff. So, I mean, and, and this is before we were. I didn't meet her till we were in our 30s and stuff, and she'd been living yeah. in Wisconsin for a bunch of time. But I mean, uh, and we both love musicals, and I was aware of Jonathan Larson as the person who had done rent and all that um Mm -hmm. and so i thought this movie was 
a movie that Lin Man and I knew the guy had died. I, you know, and this is this is kind of the, and I don't know enough about this guy to to not know this, but at the time, you know, kind of this he he sort of. I just kind of assumed given what rent was about and that he had said that a lot of the stuff from rent kind of came from his own life, that he was yeah. a gay man. I assumed he was a gay man who had died of AIDS. Right. Ah, yeah, I didn't yeah. know. I did not know. We'll get into this more probably by the end of this, but I did not know that he had basically died of the same thing that killed Bruce Lee. Um, <laughs> Cause Bruce Lee, Bruce Lee died of an aneurysm. Uh, and I did not know, you know, I had assumed that this was going to be because I thought, you know, I thought this was a movie that Lin Manuel Miranda made about this guy's life. And well, that's what I thought in the beginning. That, yeah. That it would Until be. You told me, like, oh, this is actually the play that he did. Yep. That it would be this thing about his life, which it kind of was because the, the play itself yeah. was kind of autobiographical but i thought it was just this this flat out biopic about his life that would show like what the seeds for rent were and it kind of does that too but then what i didn't realize until the very end was tick tick boom was actually a show that he had done prior to rent that put his name on the map you know because i was i was thrown off by the way this thing was formatted like oh yeah that's yeah, because the whole thing is like he's, you know, and we'll just kind of run through the plot really quickly. Oh, and really quickly, this did have a minor, 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 minor Star Trek connection, which I'm assuming you saw. Mm, which one? Anthony Rapp was in the first three minutes. Oh, yeah. And it was it was. um it was old footage from a Rent performance where he dedicated. Yeah, the I was entire... about to say. I think he was like in Rent somewhere or something. Yeah, he was one of the, he was one of the original cast members for Rent. Yeah, and in fact, when I saw him at the convention thing, he did that when he performed. It was awesome, um, and uh, the whole thing where he he was dedicating the all the performances they were going to him um so so yeah so basically really quickly this is about basically he jonathan larson is at this time and i think this was supposed to be in the mid 90s maybe so yeah basically he dies in 96 so this is like he was 30 something he was basically 30 so this would be like 89 to 90 Right, because he was because turning he's just 30. turning thirty. So yeah, right, that's like the um, big part. So of, he, you know. he's working on this musical called Superbia, which is yes. some like weird idea he has for, um, like some future society where like everything is through the prism of entertainment and whatever. And you know, it's an interesting idea, but even in the course of what this movie shows, it's like. You can see this is not going to this is not the kind of idea that people that are financing shows on Broadway are gonna go for. I mean Oh yeah, especially like in the eighty nine. Yeah. yeah. And I mean I mean if if something is commercially viable generally commercially viable as Spider Man can't make it on Broadway 
five or six years ago, something like this has no yeah. shot. Um, oh yeah, it's not gonna happen. So it's basically it's basically structured around a workshop that he I guess they have like these presentations that they do of these musicals when they're finished to uh, show them to people that could conceivably decide to finance it and turn it into a like a performed show on Broadway. Yeah, basically you play in front of like producers and stuff. Yep. So where I was confused was. It's basically the movie is basically framed by one of these presentations, but he's talking about his own life, right? Like he's essentially narrating his own life. Yes. While doing that. And then it's exactly it's cut between that and the the narrative of it where like he's this struggling artist in an apartment, has a crappy diner job, he has a you know, he has a girlfriend, which again threw me for a minute because I was like, wait, wasn't this guy gay? <laughs> I, just kind of, I just kind of assumed he would have been um well i kind of what... wasn't familiar with him so it's like as far as like so i was like wait like his friends are gay they have aids they're dying of aids like is he gay it's like oh he's not gay he's got a girlfriend like, okay like you know yeah. it's 90s new no, york like hey and that's my that's my misconceptions of of broadway i guess you know so i i own that that's that's not great but you know it uh so there's that and then you know yeah a bunch of his friends are dying of of aids which at this time and i don't know how how prevalent hiv slash aids was in your country in the 1990s but here not really i know it was a big thing for you guys but yeah not really here at that point i mean it was basically if you had that in the late 80s early 90s it was basically a death sentence i mean they didn't have they didn't have the medical stuff that they have now that basically doesn't make it a non-issue but it's nowhere near it's nowhere near the automatic death that it was back then um so and so you find out you know it's it's basically intercut between him dealing with, you know, trying to write this or finish up this this futuristic musical thing that he's been working on for like ten years, and um, and trying to deal with like the stuff he has going on in life. Like he has this crappy job that he kind of likes. I mean, he likes the people and stuff. Yeah. Um, and you know, he has a bunch of friends that are dying of AIDS. He has a, a gay friend who's like an ad exec who used to be an actor. But he decided he needed to make money, so of course this this guy Larson is like struggling with making money because he's not, you know, he makes it's probably like a minimum wage job, and like oh yeah, not probably he goes, is <laughs> yeah, and he goes through like existential stuff where he's like I don't really want to, you know, I don't want to do. He's talking to like the ad exec friend. He's like I don't really want to do what you do, but I could, but I like the stuff you get from it, you know. Like he has the the badass apartment and the car and the, and they wear suits everywhere and whatever. Yeah. And, uh, you know, I, I really did enjoy this. I think uh, Garfield has found a home in these like smaller independent films. Like, I don't think he's, I will built- say this, like for me, this was like probably his best performance that I saw. I would still take Hacksaw Ridge over this. Um, 
But well, yeah, it's close. Yeah, yeah. I'll give you half storage. Yeah, but he was well, brilliant. Yes, I mean I, you saw my message. I was blown away after watching this because yes, I had I, zero expectations. I did not know what the movie was about. I did not know what was going to happen, and I was like wide-eyed, mouth gaping, like yep. as I was watching. I, I think I was a little better prepared for this than you were, only because, um, and I'm sure this this is not a thing that you get where you are, but over here we have a, a Sunday morning news show called CBS Sunday Morning. Uh, okay. which Corey watches religiously like every mm-hmm. Sunday. Um, and they do every week they do like, there's at least one like celebrity interview. Right. So a couple, uh-huh. of, well, a couple weeks ago they had, they did one on Garfield and I've always okay. liked, I've always liked him because of all the, you know, the time, the time he spent as Spider-Man. So I've always kind of, oh, yeah. I've always kind of followed what he did after that. Um, and I still think he's going to be in No Way Home because he's denying it a little too hard. Um, oh, yeah. Oh, yeah. He's <laughs> like, yeah, after a certain point of saying, I'm definitely not in it, you're like, you're definitely in this thing. Like, don't even, yeah. yeah. No, but we'll get to that in a couple weeks when it comes out. <laughs> yeah. Um, I don't exactly. want to get into that. Uh, but he he told a whole story about how he got this role, and it's absolutely insane. So... A friend of his, according to him, according to Andrew Garfield, a friend yep. of his is friends with Lin-Manuel Miranda. Okay? Okay. So Lin-Manuel Miranda asked this acquaintance of his, uh, do you think Andrew Garfield would do a movie with me? And he goes, yeah, probably. Uh, do you think, and he vent, uh, Lin-Manuel Miranda follows that up with, do you think he can sing because it's a musical? And the guy, without knowing that or not, says, yeah, of course. <laughs> uh, and then oh, basically, and basically goes to Andrew Garfield later and says, oh, yeah, I told Lin-Manuel Miranda that you could do a musical with him. <laughs> and Garfield was just like, what? <laughs> um, so apparently he did a lot of voice training for like a year or two. And okay, he, wow, yeah. And you know he must have had something. I I would bet that even before all whatever training he did, uh, and you know I was a high school choir kid for four years. It's not like I had you know any real experience doing that. But to me, you have to have some base level of talent to begin with. So he must have been able to sing to some degree, but probably wasn't comfortable with that. Just doing a you know a movie yeah. musical right off the box but he was excellent like i love the performance i love you know he's got he's got a great voice like i was shocked at how good oh, he yeah, was he was amazing um, my one the one problem i had with it and i do and i do sort of respect like cuz i'm sure i would bet that this thing only got made because Lin Manuel Miranda wanted to make it <laughs> and he probably I'm thinking to a certain degree, he actually, like, if he requests or he wants to do something, it's probably going to get made. Just because right now he has the star power, like, people are going to go and see what he makes. People are lining up. the feeling that I get. People are lining up to work with him. He has a fan base that will go see anything. Oh, yeah. That he does. I mean, why wouldn't he? Um, But I feel like, you know, Netflix probably made this because they could put in all the promotion that he was involved with it. 
which yeah. I don't fault the I don't fault them for doing that. If that gets you an audience, go ahead. Uh, my whole thing was, and I'm sure on some level that you know they probably he and Larson and Lin Manuel Miranda probably trafficked in the same circles in New York in the 1990s. I'm sure they knew each other, and I'm sure that yeah, you know, probably they, to some degree. My whole thing was Garfield plays him as such a and this is probably accurate, but I mean, to me, for large parts of this movie, he's pretty much a self-involved jerk-off. And that's that's where I had trouble, like, you know... Well, here's the thing. I didn't really perceive him as such. I get, like, I see where the, he would come off as that and such. But the way I see him is, like, because you got to understand this, like, artists are... Totally different kinds of people to you and me. Oh, yeah. They live in their head. So, like, yeah. the stuff that happens around them as far as, like, relationships and, like, generally dealing with... So it's like, that's, like, so as abstract to them as what they do is to us. Yeah, and I, you're right. I think it worked in that respect because it does really show, like... And that's where he really comes off as genuine. Yep. And it does really mm-hmm. show how creative people function on a different wavelength than somebody else. Exactly. Exactly. I mean, you know, what I what I would have liked to have seen and you know, maybe they're they're trying to be accurate to the actual how the events actually took place, so I give them credit for that as well, but um I would have been interested to see like and as we discussed, I mean, the seeds for how he would get to rent are in here. Right. If you know what you're looking for, the the seeds of how he got to what rent became are in here already. Um, mm-hmm. I would have I think I would have appreciated the whole because the, the turning point is kind of when you and we're already in spoilers for this, obviously. But the the turning point is kind of when you find out that the his best friend gets HIV. And yeah. That I think is where he kind of turns around a little bit and goes, "I'm I've sort of been up my own ass enough for the last however long." I think I would have been helped if that had happened earlier, and and because it kind of felt like you know this was a what like a two hour movie I think, um, yeah. and it kind of happens with like fifteen minutes left, and I was just like, "It's a little late for this." <laughs> You know, and I get well, not maybe to... fifteen, but like half an hour. Yeah, there, it didn't seem like there was a lot left once he gets. Yeah, it was like happens. tail end of the movie. Yeah, like I, I would have liked to have seen. You know, maybe if you wanted to show how much he had changed, you do it earlier, and then mm-hmm. you you see like the progression he goes through. Um, but at a certain point, like he's such a jerk to certain people that I'm like, okay, why do why do any of these people still deal with this guy? Like yeah, I get I get like you said, the the different way that an artist's brain works, but at a certain point, like how many free passes are you gonna give this guy? Right? <laughs> and I mean I it, I will credit, you know, Miranda for the way it's and I'm sure he's following the 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 original musical to a degree, but I'll credit, oh, yeah, Miranda, sure. I'll credit Miranda for the way it's written, you know, in that he's, he's willing to make this guy look like he's not a saint necessarily. Yeah. 
Um, and I'll credit Garfield for committing to performing it in that way. Cause I mean, it's gotta be hard too when you're an actor, like unless the challenge is making that type of character, somebody that an audience can get behind, um, you know, to a certain extent, I think a lot of these people in Hollywood just sort of inherently want to be liked. And yeah, it's got to be hard to play a role like that where he's actually kind of hard to like for the vast majority of the movie. <laughs> so, you know. Yeah, but, when yeah. you come off as a jerk. But you got to yeah. be committed to playing the role in such a way because it's just like, yep. yeah. And I do think Garfield is one of those actors who doesn't – I mean, if you look at the stuff he's done – in recent years, I don't think he cares about that. I don't think he cares about like image and like, what is this going to do for my brand or whatever? Like Spider-Man might've been the only thing that he's ever done. That was like that. But even that, like he always said, even before he got that role, that he was a huge fan of the comic and he wanted to do it. And, I, and when he said it, I actually believed it. Mm-hmm. You know? So like, I do believe he's one of those actors who doesn't care about like, what is this role going to do for my image two years from now? Like, I think he is one of those, he is one of those rare actors who's not wired for the blockbuster thing and wants to do like the, the, the low budget, you know, yeah, smaller like indie stuff. Yeah. Yeah. Maybe a couple hundred people will see this, but it will make me able to like tell better stories and stuff. Like I legitimately believe he's one of those actors. Um, and you can see that in the choices he makes anyway. Um, yeah. And he's like, act, like he's acting like he covers a lot of like different stuff. As yeah. Far as, you know, I mean, and he was great in um, Hacksaw Ridge. And if you, and if you play that wrong, like, and maybe someday we'll do a retro review on Hacksaw Ridge. I don't know. But um, if that was the kind of role that if you play that wrong, he just comes off as a massive wimp, and and there's no way your audience respects that at all. But he manages. Oh to yeah, do it. but then when you look at the, like Desmond Doss in real life and everything that he does, is like, and he played them like perfectly. Yeah. No, he managed to. He managed to convey the conviction that the guy had rather yeah. than like uh, yeah, 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 yeah. That's yeah. that's what I'm referring to. Rather than like I'm afraid to go into a situation where I might get shot at, he w- this guy was just like, Yeah, I don't care what situation you put me in, I'm not gonna I'm not gonna kill somebody. <laughs> um yeah. and, and he managed to do it in such a way where it was like, Yeah, I believe that. Okay. <laughs> Um, were there any other, uh, cause I didn't really recognize anyone in this movie with the exception of Garfield. Um, were there so Garfield any, Garfield was in it, uh, Vanessa Hudson was in it. Oh, the high school musical chick. Okay. Yeah. yeah. She was one of the two main, uh, performers for like the, for the stage part. And then, uh, Bradley Whitford. Oh, he, he plays was Steven fun. Soddenheim. Okay. Yep. He was like in West Wing and pretty much everything else. Yep. Yeah. Yeah. So this Those was, are you know, like the people, you know, I think this was definitely like a perfect, you know, and I know Netflix film have gotten into like the big budget action stuff more now. And I mean, we're, we're going to do red notice sometime in the next week or two. I still haven't sat down with it yet, but um, I feel like while they're trying to get into stuff like that, um, 
a lot of times the smaller stuff works better for them, I think, just because it it's almost like inherently the kind of movie you want to watch sitting on your couch. Like, oh yeah, I feel like if I had, like if I had paid money and went to a theater to see this, I wouldn't have hated it or anything because there is a lot to like here. I don't think I would have been like this was a piece of shit, but I think seeing it in that seeing it in that scenario of like you just turn on a TV and click a button on whatever thing you get Netflix through and you can watch this it it sets a different expectation than like I'm going to get in a car and go to a theater and plunk down money and sit in a seat and whatever like for me it's like 15 minutes by foot but yeah it's oh. like and looking back like I think I would have enjoyed watching this on a big screen but yeah, yeah this is like definitely type of movie you can like you know Cause we watched like whole family, like old six, old youngest brother didn't, but whole five of us, we just sat down and watched it and enjoyed it. Oh, nice. So it's like, yep. you know, so it's like, it was really, you know, yeah, actually even he, yeah, the whole family, like all six of us basically watched it and our yep. living room is like big enough. We just like got cozy and, you know, oh, cool. and really enjoyed it. And everybody enjoyed it. That's what that kind of stuff is made for, you know? Like, exactly, yeah. I but think... when you look at what you did mention, like, yes, Netflix is going into, like, bigger budgeted, like, action stuff, you know, Red Notice and stuff like that. But, like, for me, when it comes to Netflix original movies, one of the, like, still, like, top, top movie that they made uh, was a sci-fi movie back in, like, 2015-16. It was called Spectral. I don't know if you I saw think... that one. I think that one's still on my list. <laughs> they, Dude, you gotta watch it. It was like honestly, probably they, like the first Netflix movie that I watched. Yeah. I was like, man, like, and it just like, you can see that it's low budget, but really well done. Yeah. My problem is they put out stuff faster than I can. Oh, yeah. I know. Like, uh, you know, Boris was like, oh, we gotta do Cowboy Bebop. And I was like, you're basically sitting in the home doing nothing. <laughs> just watching like movies and TV shows all day, which I can appreciate and understand, yep. but it's like some of us actually work. Yep. <laughs> and every everybody else on this podcast has nine to five jobs. <laughs> exactly. And he's like, oh, and he's like he's churning TV shows. Like, oh yeah, I was like I just yep. binge Star Trek again. How long did it take? Oh, like three yep. days. Oh, I saw they um I saw they resolved the international thing for that. Yeah. Uh, yeah. they're gonna. I I think was it Sky TV or something? They're gonna put it on. Yeah, for... but I still gotta figure out because here's the thing: uh, since you live in America, when they say international, you go, "Oh, that's like whole world." Well, it's not the whole world. You can't. Like Canada, I told Josh, right? it's like you can't Canada. Like that's not international. But yeah. Yeah, the, yeah, 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 yeah. Okay. But you know, so... VPNs and stuff like that. Like we got it. Yeah. No. So this was. Um... This was very. This was a very solid film. Uh, if you like, oh yeah. If you like musicals at all, I would say this is probably worth sitting through. Um, definitely, definitely worth sitting through. If you're interested in the process of how a musical is made, I mean, it doesn't get into it that much, but it gives you at least enough to, you know, I mean, I, I, I don't know how you would do a movie about the whole process from start to finish without it getting kind of boring in spots. But, uh, yeah, I don't think you can really like, I mean, a lot of properly, a lot of it would be like meetings with financial backers and shit. Like, I don't know. just doesn't seem like that would be 
all that. Yeah, energy. just like sitting at home, banging your head on the walls, like because you got to, you're missing a song, or you need a piece here or a piece there. No, and I mean I liked, you know, is a bit. I was also a bit skeptical of, you know, Lin Manuel Miranda actually directing a movie, but and you know this kind of script didn't really call for a whole lot of, you know. He wasn't doing like weird angles or, or uh, with the exception of maybe that pool scene, uh, there was some neat angle stuff in there anyway. Uh, yeah, but so, I mean, there wasn't like it wasn't like something that was like too difficult or. Yeah, I mean this too was probably, demanding. This was probably right in his wheelhouse for the kind of stuff as like a first time film director that he could probably do pretty easily. Um, yeah. And so, yeah, I mean, I would say, you know, if you if you like Garfield, I mean, this is definitely worth watching for him because he's he's in he's phenomenal. Yeah, I mean, he's in probably 98 percent of this movie and he's yeah. great in every scene he's in. I mean, it's it's nuts. Um, so, yeah, I mean, I would say, you know, definitely give this your time if you're in the target audience and maybe uh, if you're not even uh I found, you know, the musical thing tends to be a hard sell for somebody who's not kind of already kind of already it. into it. But yep. uh this one might be worth it for that. We still have to do um she and I still have to watch Dear Evan Hansen at some point. I know that came out recently. Um problem is here it's, you know, it's out of theaters. It was in theaters for maybe a month cuz it didn't do all that well over here. And Right now it's a twenty dollar rental on Amazon, so I'm just kind of oh, waiting. Uh, yeah, I'm waiting for the price to go down a little bit, and then we'll and then we'll watch it at some point. But I can't. Twenty bucks is kind of that's a bit much for me for something you don't get to keep. So I haven't done yeah. that one yet. We will. Yeah, so just we, a rental. It just seems like yeah. Yeah, if 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 it was the kind of thing like where you go back and access it again, I would probably do it. But for something you're going to lose within 24 hours of watching it, no. <laughs> yeah. Yep. So as far as um, other things we have coming up, I know uh, we're probably going to do Discovery this weekend, right? Um, yeah. I should check in with Boris and make sure he's Gosh. around. Prodigy's on break, so... Yep. We could do Detain this weekend, too, if you guys have time to watch that again. Yeah, um, yeah, I think I should. I think I should. Yeah, I, I'm going to try to get out tomorrow again. Um, I did, I did float to my buddy the the inner light in a couple of weeks. Uh, I got to see what he wants to do. Um, I just wanted to figure out how much lead time he actually needs to sit down and watch it and stuff. So, but we've yeah. got other ones we want to do before that anyway. Um, so detained will probably be the next one we do. Um, and yeah, like you said, Prodigy's on a break. So we'll get back to that in January. Um, and so we'll do the discovery ones as they keep coming. I think there was a new one this week, right? They didn't hold it off for Thanksgiving or anything. Discovery? Yeah. Yeah. Okay. A lot of streaming it should, stuff. It should week. be going, yeah. A lot of streaming stuff this week. I mean, you have uh, Discovery. The first two episodes of Hawkeye are out uh, as of yesterday. Um the first Paramount Plus South Park special is out, I guess. Oh, okay, yeah. Um, did you hear about that? They're doing they they made a separate deal with Paramount Plus to do like uh, 
14 or 16 uh, South Park specials for them over the next like four or five years. Really? Yeah. So, and I love that show and they really, with all the COVID stuff, they really haven't been doing that much lately. So I sort of gravitated towards that. Yeah, so I just checked Discovery. Discovery went out yesterday or like, uh, well, it's 26. Yeah. And here it would be today. Today, yeah. <laughs> um, and then you, I don't, I don't necessarily think this is something we would review, but the, the Peter Jackson documentary on the Beatles releases, I think. Yeah, I know. Yeah, yeah, yeah. It's like that is coming out. Three two three two hour blocks released over three days, I think. Um, yeah, it's funny. My mom. Uh, loves the Beatles. Uh, I mean, she's right in the she's right in the age range to have been like a teenage girl when they were a big deal. Um, yeah. So I was talking to her about it, and I said, "Mom, do you have, you know, do you have Disney Plus? Are you going to be able to see this?" And she goes, "No, but um, we're we're going to Texas to visit my brother at the end of December." And she goes. Uh, I don't have Disney Plus, but he does, so I'll be able to. We're gonna stay with him, so I'll be able to see it over that time. And I said, "Oh, good," you know. And I said, "She goes." I said, "Do you want me to? Because I want to see it, not as much because I give a crap about the Beatles, but because I'll see anything Peter Jackson does in a heartbeat." Um, yeah, it's Peter Jackson. But, but uh, I said, "Do you want me to wait to watch it until we're all in Texas together?" And she goes, "No, because I'm probably gonna watch it like." in the middle of the night while everybody else is asleep. Sleep, yeah. Like, I know you just will probably just want to plow through it. So just go ahead, you know, cause we're going to be doing stuff during the day. So it's not like I'm going to be like, Oh, let me go take six hours and watch this thing. Um, yeah. So yeah, even as a non Beatles fan, I'm intrigued by the fact that one of the greatest directors on earth would do this. <laughs> Yeah, that alone is gonna be should I, be enticing enough. And I do know he's a fan, so that's probably why he wanted to do it. But um, yeah, I I am, and it was it's supposedly based around the uh, the recording of their last album, mm-hmm. which you know I would wonder too if like the seeds of the breakup will be in there too. But uh, well, I guess yeah. we'll see. Yeah, I'm not sure. I know over here they said like. I think it releases like today or tomorrow, but they're it's like three so two hours. Today blocks. for you, for you it's yeah. today, tomorrow, and twenty seventh. Okay, so it's like three two hour blocks over three days or something like that. Exactly. Yeah, that's interesting. I'm probably just gonna wait for the whole thing to come out and just maybe not watch it all at once because I'm not a maniac. But uh, yeah, it's still like six hours. Yeah, and there's enough other stuff going on right now that I don't feel like I need to like hook myself up to an IV and the Beatles so exactly all right then we will and I'm gonna see like I'm probably gonna watch like Cabo Bebop at some point oh yeah I'm I'm so that I'd probably get to wheel of time before I got to that um so yeah if, well I'm, if, I'm in no rush and I don't know whether you want to do Finch I will absolutely do Finch I just need to sit through it because um, yeah because I'm definitely gonna watch it that's yep, the plan I, I'm definitely watching my, it so it's just like you know my plan in the next few days, maybe this weekend, is um, whatever streaming stuff we don't get to right away, and then I do want to try to watch Finch and Red Notice uh, 
within the next few days so that we at least have the option to do those at some point in the near future. And we do have uh, our regular or somewhat regular weekly release this week will be uh, uh, Ghostbusters Afterlife, which we're going to be recording on Thursday with you and me and Josh and probably Sarah to some some extent. And uh, Justin saw it. And yeah. not not to not to you know we don't generally tend to uh, uh, give like previews of what everybody thinks of stuff, but I was shocked that Justin did not hate it because Justin hates everything. Oh, he didn't. <laughs> no, yeah, I was shocked yeah. when he was like, I was shocked when he was like, it was pretty good. So I was like, oh, you've literally never said that about anything in the six years I've known you. Okay, so that's a, that's a good sign. Um, well, so I have to say, like, just as a preview, like, I really did like it. Yeah, you know, I, I liked it. You know. I liked it a lot, except for the, except for the one thing we we've, we've talked about a little bit on other shows, and I did think Paul Rudd was kind of wasted. Like, same. I mean, in, there's like drawbacks. Like, he can really, yeah. and his character really felt like, yeah, they could have done more with him. Yep. But I mean. But generally, like, I re- yeah, there's like, you know, you can always find find holes and stuff. But generally, yep. I really was. No, I, and I, I cried really, at the end. I know. really did enjoy it. I, I did get what they did with Dagon and everything. I just. Yep. I, I did get choked I, up. Again. I was surprised that I did because I uh, cried at the end. And I was like, I'm so glad there's only like three other people in the movie theater. <laughs> and nobody really saw. I wiped my tears and I was like, man, it, it was really yep. touching. No, it was very, it was very effective. Yeah, I mean, I'll and I'll oh, have yeah. some, I'll have some minor gripes, but uh, yeah, yeah, per- of course. Particularly, particularly the thing about you know, which I've said over and over when we talk about this, but like the propensity in these legacy reboot movies to be like, let's let's make these new characters awesome by making our established heroes a bunch of shitheads. Exactly. Like, Could we yeah. not maybe once do that? And I'll get into the, you know, and I'll, I think Josh is going to leave me a couple minutes to rant about that when we do the actual show. So we'll get into exactly why I believe that uh, on that show. Um, And you and I will be doing at some point after you see it in the first week of December, you and I are planning on doing a review of House of Gucci, which I saw last week. And was excellent. Um, That was an excellent movie. Very, very happy with that. Um, I'm. I have to say, I'm really looking forward to seeing it. Yeah. Well, when we'll we'll probably end up talking about like there'll probably be some degree of comparison to the last duel, which is another another Ridley yeah, Scott. Yeah, another Ridley Scott year. that came out this year. Exactly. Yep. So, and I actually wouldn't be shocked if I could see both of them getting Best Picture nods. I don't think they both mm. will, but they could. Um. And I. I can't think of another time where one director got two best picture movies in the same year. I'm sure it's happened before, but yeah, nothing comes to mind off the top of my head. Yeah. I wonder maybe the reason the last duel came out this year and this did too, is because of how long the last duel took to get made. Yeah. That one took a long time to make. So yeah, if you haven't, if you're somebody who hasn't listened to that, because I know we did that that one back in October when that originally came out. Yes. Um, if you haven't listened to that and you have interest in House of Gucci going, f- and if the House of Gucci one is something you're going to listen to, I would recommend going back and and giving the last duel one a listen. Uh, just because I'm sure we'll thematically we might end up kind of hitting a lot of the same stuff. 
um, because they are sort of thematically similar in a way. um, Yeah, and they're like, of course, connected just by the fact they're coming in the same out in the same couple of months apart. Ridley Scott made both of them, so like there's going to be comparisons between the both. Yeah, Adam Driver, you can't really escape that. Yeah, and I'll tell you, Driver is becoming one of those actors where. I did not like him at all after, you know, uh, after like Force Awakens. I was like, this guy's yeah. off. And then he's slowly becoming one of those actors like where I will go see anything he does now. You know? Yeah, I have to say, I have to admit that I'm still not a fan of his, but that really has nothing to do with like his acting is he's really becoming a top shelf actor. Yeah. He just no, got I- a, he has one of those faces they just want to slap when you see him. Oh yeah, no, and... I definitely still, I definitely still had that at times, <laughs> and like I, I still expect him in a lot of other movies to go into one of those Force Awakens tantrums, you know, and yeah. like yeah, any but movie where he, stuff that he does that he did last couple of years, basically after everything Star Wars, he's just been superb. Yeah, and honestly, I wonder if on some level he's trying to get away from. Because I don't think the Star Wars stuff helped him career-wise, other than made him a bigger name, I guess. But I just don't think those. I think he I, gave, I think he let people look at him differently. Yeah, and but, I will say is despite yeah. the fact that I did not like him in those movies, his performance was still good. Yeah. Oh and, yeah. And like he was definitely seen, and I think especially with the tantrums and everything else that came with it the way he played Kylo Ren, I think that just gave like different directors look at that. He can do different things. Yeah. Like the movie roles that he's been grabbing after that has been wine rage. Like he's been doing different stuff, but he's been uh, doing great with all of them. My favorite one of his, and I actually really like the serious stuff he's done lately, but I'm assuming you saw Logan lucky at some point, right? Oh yeah. That was when he came out. saw it in the movies. that, That was hysterical. And that that's that movie was so good, and that's completely different than anything he's doing now. Yeah, and I mean, to me that was you know. And even with uh, Daniel Craig's character in there, and uh, what's his name, Magic was, Mike, Channing Tatum, yeah, yeah, Channing Tatum. Like yeah. the whole movie was so funny and so good. I was like, yeah. All right, so uh, we'll check in with Boris. Make sure we're good for Saturday. Uh, I will. Yep. Watch those two episodes between now and then. Uh, the current current episode of Discovery, and I'll go back and look at Detained again, and then yeah. we'll we'll do those at least. Plan on doing those at least on Saturday. You said Saturday was better for you, right? Saturday. I'm still holding on to hope that my boss gives me Sunday off, but as okay. things stand, because I work on Saturday, basically Saturday afternoon is good for me. And I should okay. have, I should be able to watch both uh, Detained and uh, last episode of Discovery by then as well. So, okay, yeah. So just um, if you get some idea by like tomorrow, just give me a time frame as to what we're looking at for Saturday, and we can certainly do that. Well, Saturday I work till like I'm basically home by three, so that's like uh, that's like I'm home after eight a.m. your time. Oh, oh, okay. Yeah, we'll be fine. So right. Right. basically anything after 8, your time works. Yeah, we could probably go like 9, 30, 10. I mean, there's yeah. no 
there's no way I'm going to be up at 8 a.m. on a Saturday. <laughs> yeah, yeah. No, I'm just giving like a timetable. So like then you yeah. just, you know, you can wake up and be like, I'm up. And I don't know whether Boris has any plans for Saturday or not, you know, but. Yeah. We'll set it up tomorrow. That's fine. Yeah. 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 Okay. We'll work Great. it out. Nice job, man. Yeah, See you on Saturday. Yeah. And uh, just uh, from the quality perception, doing this on my phone seems to work a whole lot better than on yeah. my laptop. Oh, one other, one other uh, general podcast thing that I forgot to mention. Um, I did not know this was a thing we were going to do, but Josh put out our 175th episode last night when he did uh, a, I believe, a solo review of that new Resident Evil movie. Um, yes, which I planned to see when it came out. So I was like, mm, so has we he are waited? One... Has he known? <laughs> yep, we are at 175. Yay. Wow. Um, oh, man. I don't think we're going to get to 200 by the end of the year. I just don't think that's feasible to do 25 in a month, but we could. Um, so we'll see oh, where yeah. we are. Unless yeah, somebody we, goes on like a 30-day uh, podcast. Yeah. If somebody doesn't under, if if somebody wants to do one of those 30 days of Christmas movies things or some shit, uh, I don't think any of us really like Christmas movies enough for all that, but uh, no, I can do like 5 yeah, I'd have to I do, can do thirty, hard. but like thirty-one minute re- reviews. I'd have to do oh. Die Hard. And Corey would be screaming at me the whole time about how this <laughs> <a Christmas> movie. <laughs> Dude, that's one of the greatest movies of all time. Oh yeah, we're gonna we're gonna do Die Hard at some point. We've been talking about it the whole time. It's just one of those things yeah. that kind of got kind of got you know pushed back when we started doing new releases as much as we have been. So yeah, right, I think man, like, with the new releases coming out and everything else, like I mean, it's been great, but like you can't really focus on all the like the older stuff. Yeah, and we're we were kind of saving retros for filler weeks and stuff, and and oh uh, yeah, because there's always gonna be like slow months and everything else. So. Yeah, I could see a couple retros maybe getting worked in for December because up until Spider Man, I don't really think there's anything I give a shit about seeing. Um, yeah, I was looking like first thing that comes out is like sixteen, like halfway through December. Yeah, like so. Yeah, West Side Story's close, but I'm probably I don't think we're gonna bother with that in theaters. But I'm not one hundred percent yet. Oh, West Side Story. Yeah, yeah, because we were thinking about yeah, it. For me, it also is like comes out like even West Side Stories. I think after sixteen. So okay, yeah, that's that's the tenth over here. So that would yeah, be yeah. So like first half of December has nothing. Yep. Like, yeah, Spider-Man. You know, other than House of Gucci coming out on the second. Yeah. Oh, yeah. Okay. Cool. Yeah, let me know when, when you've seen that, and we'll... we'll oh, yeah, yeah. You'll be the first that. to know. Okay, great. See you on Saturday, man. See you on Saturday.